little bit of a disclaimer before we get started today. I am totally a Mike Matheson guy. I am all Mike Matheson all the time when he's on the rink. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. It's Penguins versus Sabres tonight at PPG Paints Arena, 7.08 p.m. I'll be over there covering that for DK Pittsburgh Sports. And yes, Matheson will be in the lineup. Tell your kids, bring your ma, bring your pa, whatever Mike Lang's line was that somehow segued into Arkansas. I can't remember it exactly. Matheson's a blast to watch. He is one of those players and those of you who've committed any portion of your lives to this beautiful sport will know exactly what I mean when I say this. He's one of those players you really hated when you were a kid. Not because of his personality. Amazingly, amazingly kind, outgoing, gregarious personality. I'm talking about you hate him because he could do everything. And he could do everything better than everyone else drives you nuts drives you nuts all you wanted to do when you were playing I don't know whether it's you know after school or in a pickup league or whatever all you wanted to do was drill that dude just so that for one split second you could be on equal terms now you hear what I'm talking about that's Matheson skates like the wind really strong booming shot, freakishly creative. If you'll remember what he did to poor Josh Bailey of the Islanders with that slap shot bank pass to himself that he ended up feeding across to Teddy Bluger for that slam dunk goal at PPG Paints Arena. That's that's stuff that, again, it's just, it's it's wrong. It's, it's, it's violating some sort of human principles, you know, to do stuff like that, to think thoughts like that. But he is that gifted. And if anybody was wondering to what extent the management, the new management of the Pittsburgh Penguins would happen to share that sentiment, they answered that, I feel, emphatically by protecting him from Seattle in the expansion draft. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at Point Park. And I found that at least a little bit surprising because Matheson signed for a long time at $6 million. And that's, generally speaking, in this environment, the kind of contract that you would leave out there for someone to take. Maybe they had some sort of inside intel that Ron Francis, Jason Bottrell, and everybody over there with the Kraken would have 
had their eyes on him, that they really liked him, that felt they'd have a dynamic-type player. Like, maybe this would have been Seattle's version of Nate Schmidt when the Golden Knights picked him up. Do you remember when Vegas brought him over from Washington, also in the expansion draft, or that expansion draft, and he went from looking like a promising, decent, whatever, mobile defenseman in D.C. to becoming like a a legit number one guy on a run to the Stanley Cup final in their inaugural season. Uh, If you're looking toward Vegas as some sort of model, and I don't see why you wouldn't if you're Ron Francis, smart guy, then you'd be looking for that kind of impact defenseman, that guy that you could just give a chance to. Penguins didn't let Matheson go. They lost two other guys in the expansion draft, but don't get me started on that. But Matheson's still here. Question is, what do you do with him? What do you do with him? I swear to you, I'm not going on another Cody Cece rant. However, however, he was paired with Cece. And Cece was quite the stabilizing, calm force, in addition to being someone who took his own risks and took his own rushes up ice and made things happen when he was at the top of his game, which was the majority of the time last season. What do you do with Matheson now? He appears to be the defenseman who has no partner at the moment. It's Chris Letang and Brian Dumoulin, of course. It's John Marino and Marcus Pedersen by almost every account, not least of which is how they've done a lot of their practicing and preseason work. And then it's Matheson and, uh, you know, Mike Sullivan won't even go so far as to acknowledge that there's a, a single position that's available for battle. He wants everyone to think of everything as being open, which of course isn't the case, but that's the way he chooses to conduct his camp. So you're looking at Chad Ruedel, you're looking at Mark Friedman, and then from there you're looking at guys that would have to switch sides. Pierre-Olivier Joseph is not going to be asked to do that in his first full-time work in the NHL. It's not going to happen. He is not moving to the right side. And then there's Yuso Rikola. Yuso's played on the right side. He's actually played okay on the right side. His exceptional skating allows him to do a lot of things on all points of the rink, not just wherever it is that he's slotted. And Yuso has shown a lot of that already in this preseason. And for what it's worth, he's drawn an uncharacteristic amount of praise from Sullivan in the process, considering Sullivan is the one who's barely let the dude play in the three years that he's been here. So that makes me kind of sniff, you know, that something's up there, but one way or another, this is an important role that the Penguins have to fill because Matheson himself is an important talent to bring all the way out. Just like we've been talking about on this show a lot, actually, that this needs to be a year where Kasperi Kapanen 
rises up and becomes a star in the NHL, I don't see a reason to not pin that same expectation, not higher, not lower, on Matheson. His talent level is way, way, way up there. Here's what he had to say the other day about where his game is. You know, I think tonight or this afternoon we did a really good job of communicating, and um, I think that solves a lot of things. And so that's definitely some an area to, to focus on and keep doing well. I, I would say that it's an easy game at all in, in preseason. Um, yeah, I think the goal is always to, to just make sure that you're getting ready for that first game of the season. And um, I, I thought we did a good – that was a good first step for sure. And I mentioned, too, great head on his shoulders. That's not always going to be evident in the defensive zone. I don't believe he has a natural instinct for being exactly where he needs to be at all times. I don't know that he's going to acquire that, but if he produces offensively, and by offensively I'm beginning in the defensive zone with the breakout with his unique ability on this roster to jumpstart himself out of the zone. He can be a one-man breakout. If he does all of those things and he does them at the occasionally crazy level that we've seen from him, You'll live with whatever it is that happens in the defensive zone. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need, and they in turn need your help. One dollar is all it takes for five full meals to be produced and distributed. These people are pretty efficient. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how you can make a difference as well. Today's J1Q comes from Michael, who asks, who do you think will be the player that no one's talking about right now but he'll be on the roster by mid-December, given what you've seen in training camp. Man, that's tough. That's tough. Because you're laying out, maybe unwittingly, a whole set of circumstances there. One is that this player isn't going to make the team right now, even with the top two centers out. Right? So you gotta you got to put that into the mix, too. It's going to be somebody who's not good enough or not ready enough to be on this roster, even in that circumstance. But coming up by mid-December, you know what I think of right away? Don't laugh at this. Brian Gibbons, and I know he's not on the team anymore, hasn't been for a long time, but Brian Gibbons was like the sully fallback to any situation. Player gets hurt, Gibbons is up. Player at another position who has nothing in common with the other player, Gibbons is up. Whoever it was that got hurt, Gibbons came up. Why? Because he'd compete like crazy. And Sullivan didn't have to worry about motivating him, uh, bringing him up to speed on the system, worrying about whether or not he'd fit whatever he'd be needed to do that night. He just needed a guy. And he needed a guy who 
lay his guts out on the ice that night for you and not complain at all when he'd be right back in his car driving across I-80 to go back to Wilkes-Barre the very next morning. And that was Gibbons. That was Gibbons. God bless him. That that's that was his thing. Every contending slash championship team in Pittsburgh history has had a Gibbons type floating around on the perimeter of the roster. And when I think of somebody not making the team out of training camp but coming up in mid-December when there's a need to go right back to your question in the most literal possible way, I'm going to give you a name that not many are talking about, and that's Jordy Bellarive. He's not the biggest guy. He's skilled. He scores some goals. He's fast. He's got some speed. He's tough. Dropped his gloves the other night in Buffalo and beat the tar out of somebody. And after the game, Sullivan was singing about him. You could hear the hallelujah chorus going on in the background. That's that's the guy. That's the guy. And if and when Bellarive comes up, ideally in the middle of December, you'd better believe, my friend, we will be replaying this segment in its entirety. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's talk again tomorrow when we'll have another game to discuss. 